sales. Baby girl says she hate males. Got fake bitch with fake nails. OZs like Rachel's. Welcome back to another episode for the 2020 Visions podcast. First of all, first of all, I'd like to apologize for the inconsistency in creating episodes and producing content because I know it's been ages since I last dropped anything. But in my defense, I've been busy trying to do my exams and my assignments. Have any of you lot ever tried to be a final year law student, bro? Where you gotta write essays, submit exams, all this extra reading every five minutes. It literally sucks the soul right out of ya. And lads, I don't even mean that in the good way. I mean the very opposite of the good way. It's more like a gal has started to use her teeth on ya. The experience is just shit and painful. But you gotta smile and firm it to the very end. Put a smile on your face and pretend like you enjoy it. That's what doing a final year law degree feels like. On the bright side, at least we didn't have to do our exams in some sweaty exam hall like peasants. That's probably been the best thing to happen for students throughout this whole pandemic. You know what used to piss me off in every single exam season I've been in throughout my whole life? Is that you walk out your exam and there'd be that one cunt that would start discussing his answers. They'd always be like, yo, what'd you get for question 5 bro? I'd be like 12, they'll be like 15. Alright, so where do we go from here then? We can't go back and change my answers now, can I? So one of us is going to go home and cry themselves to sleep because they think they flopped the test over that one question. Well done. Well fucking done. Walking out of my GC, I think it was my GCC chemistry exam, the real thing, yeah. I walked out, yeah, my chemistry teacher stood there. Like, oh, that was an easy test, wasn't it? No, it wasn't, you prick. You fucked up my education. Now you're here boasting about it. it was an easy test. You know what? Talking about doing your GCSEs and exams, all of that, is right mad how time just flies because I'll be turning 21 in a couple of weeks. It feels like only yesterday I was getting gassed about turning 18. So, since I'm turning 21, I thought now is a prime time to do a little bit of growing up. Because, not gonna lie, bare people are getting gassed about turning 21, but still haven't mentally changed since the age of 16. Like, I always used to think when I was younger, 21 is the age you turn into a man, not the age you still carry on acting like a fucking lunch juice. Because, what the fuck are you actually celebrating then? Another year of Kotsukri or something. You need to grow up eventually. Or like, maybe growing up is a little bit harsh, maybe not use that phrase. I mean, bettering yourself, there needs to be some form of personal growth. You can't be going on the same way you were at when you were 16. And don't get me wrong, bro. Sometimes personal growth is hard. Like, for example, 40 seconds ago, I said my personal aim was to grow up a little bit, stop certain bad habits. 10 seconds after that, I decided to call people a lunch juice and a kotsuka. You get me? Not everybody's perfect. Growing up is hard, especially when you've been an immature prick for so long. But, you know, eventually you'll get there. By the way, I do apologise for my use of strong language to anybody's family listening to this. I should have put a warning sign at the beginning or something. All jokes and violations, all of that aside, I saw a post the other day which really hit home. It was about turning 21. It said when people get past that age, a lot of them start to give up on their dreams, either because they become distracted, they start to fall off track. Now, I'm not even going to lie, I'm noticing myself as well, sure a lot of you listening. It's sometimes hard to remain focused when there's so many different distractions out there. For some people, it can be the opposite gender. Man want a pair of titties in their face 24-7. Gal want male attention all the time. So they're busy chasing that. 
Or it can be drugs, alcohol, they're busy always chasing a high. The problem is, if you spend all your time and efforts entertaining these distractions, you start to lose your ambition and drive in other areas. The hardest part about chasing your dreams, I think for young people, and there's so many different distractions out there, is finding time to bring these distractions under your control, separating yourself from them. Because if you can't separate yourself from these distractions, they're only going to later separate you from achieving your dreams. Distractions, people can give up on their dreams because they can't handle the pressure when situations get a little bit tough. Something I notice in myself and a lot of people is that we all want to do mad things, but we expect to come up to be an A to B journey almost overnight. So when the pressure is applied, when these tough times start to happen, it knocks man's confidence a little bit. We thought it'd be a lot easier, so we settle for something else to avoid disappointment. But something I kept reminding myself the past year is that. When the pressure is applied, just carry on going, persevering. When you're at that moment where you want to be, you'll appreciate it a lot more, bro, because you know in yourself, you'll be free hell to get there. It don't matter how long it takes, yeah. It doesn't matter if it took Govinda's son a day and it's taking you a year. Now, fuck him. The little prick's probably sniffing kept behind his dad's back anyway. We shouldn't be focusing on other people. That's just delaying your own progress. All that time you spend focusing on them, they've made even more major moves whilst you're still stuck at the same point you started on. But you know what fam, I feel a little bit cringe saying some of this stuff because catfish mindsets are a big thing in this generation. Like you've heard of catfishing in general, men and women, we've both been there. You're chatting to someone on Instagram, you think it's a 10 out of 10. Mans are telling their brethren, oh she looks like my Jama. Or gal are telling their friends, oh he looks like that Rinder guy from TikTok. You're gassed about the link up, you put on your best aftershave, you shower five or six times before the link. You then turn up to the location, take one look at them and you think to yourself, fandy, fuddy. What have I got myself into? Instead of looking like Maya Gemma, she looks like those two birds from East is East rolled into one. So you go home with nothing but disappointment in your heart. You try and tell your brethren, thinking that they'll comfort you a little bit. But instead, they just violate you for the next six years of your life. Now, apply that same concept to mindsets because how many times have you seen people retweet, repost, reshare all this inspirational, motivational bullshit on the Instagram, on their Twitter? But then it don't mean anything doing all of that if you're not actually going to apply it to your real life. Because then your mindset on social media isn't matching your actual mindset in real life. Like people repost they want peace but they're beefing everybody and their dads in real life. Or everybody on social media is chasing the bag or they're tweeting about chasing the bag. But in reality the only bag they're interested in is a little plastic one that ketamine comes in so they can sniff a couple of like, lines. I know you're not back. meant to take what you see on social media seriously. If I had taken what I seen on social media seriously a couple of months ago, I probably would have listened to one of these crypto experts, sold all the clothes in my wardrobe, dropped out of uni, remortgaged my mum and dad's house and put all of it into Dogecoin or Doggycoin or Fudcoin and where would that have got me? I just don't see the point in coming onto social media and faking your mindset to impress your followers because that's not helping anybody including yourself especially when it comes to stuff like mental health have you seen that scene at the beginning of the Joker fam when he's practicing his smile in the mirror? I think it's in the trailer as well well, that's a lot of people's reality when you're talking about mental health, depression, all of that. A lot of these people, they gotta practice their smile a hundred times over just so they can pretend to the rest of the world that they're alright. But really, they're crumbling inside, they don't know how to naturally smile, that's why they gotta practice it. So, you think to yourself, these people are going through so much as it is with depression, with anxiety. The last thing they need is some daft cunt on Twitter pretending to care for the likes and retweets. I'd love to do an episode about this, but I need a guest speaker for that. And unfortunately, I haven't got one lined up at this moment in time.
What I'm going to say is though for this moment in time, if you're preaching about mental health, telling people to check up on their friends and be a good person, or follow that same advice in, no point you just trying to impress your followers when the people around you are left suffering because you've ignored them when they're trying to reach out to you. You're part of the problem you're preaching about then, aren't you? I'm not even going to lie, this episode was actually meant to be about relationships. I hit record, thought of all this other stuff I need to get off my chest and just end up freestyling with it. Like, I've raggle never been in a relationship myself, so what the fuck am I actually meant to speak about? Then I thought to myself, these days people love speaking about stuff they don't know anything about, so I thought, fuck it, let me join the hype as well. I even wrote a script for this one, and after 30 seconds of planning, this is all I came out with. Fuck the whores, shout out the loyal bitches. And that's as far as my script goes. Also, fuck the set of chicks as well, dirty bastards. By the way, before I get cancelled by something called feminism, the term whores is gender neutral. Men and women can both be whores. You look at all these shows like Love Island and Blue Therapy, you look on TikTok and you'll see some people have very high standards and expectations when it comes to relationships, which is fine, but they also got to look at what they're bringing to the table as well before they start imposing all these high standards on someone else. Like bruv, some girl want a man who's got his whole life figured out by the age of 19, is earning five figures, is going to take him out five times a week, his whole time all they're bringing to the table is 20 views on TikTok and Aspic. It works both ways as well. Man want a gal who makes her own bread with some fire pussy. This whole time, the cock's only two inches and they've been unemployed for the last six years. Sometimes you rather gotta stop thinking of your cock or your fanny for one second. Put your looks to one side. How are you gonna be adding value to the other person's life? Or how are they gonna be adding value to yours? It doesn't necessarily mean financially. If you're lucky enough to have it, put your money, your drip, your jewels, all these materialistic items, put all of those to one side. How are you now going to be adding value to the other person's life? Like unfortunately money can buy love. The only issue is the other person, they're not in love with you. They're in love with the financial security that you're bringing them. The relationship is just based off wealth. All it's going to take is one bad day, one L. All your money's going to go down the pan and the relationship is going to go with it. The only thing that was drawing the other person to you in the first place is gone. So why should they stick around? You don't add value to a person's life by just throwing cash and your jewels at them. You add value to a person's life with your energy, with your vibes, how you motivate and uplift them on their bad days, how you push them to always better themselves. So sometimes ask yourself, this applies to friendships as well. If you didn't have the flash car or the fat bank balance, but you were still the exact same person, would these people, would this relationship still happen? That's one of the ways you figure out if this relationship or friendship is actually worth Bring having. you back down to reality though, fam. We raw need money. It's what keeps the world spinning. It's what keeps the bills paid and the roof over our heads. I just don't think your source of income should be the other person in a relationship. The best ones are gonna work where there's two hustlers. By that I mean there's two people who have a life outside the relationship where they get in their own bag, trying to meet their own personal dreams and targets, trying to achieve their own personal goals. If you have one person who's holding down two jobs, going gym, doing all these amazing things to try and better themselves mentally, physically, financially, and then their partner is waking up at 6 p.m. and they're going to sleep at 4 a.m., what you're then gonna have is one hustler and one leech. Either that relationship is not gonna work out in the long run, or the leech is eventually gonna start holding the hustler back. Now they're telling their kids how they gave up on their dreams for love, like it's some sort of fucking Bollywood. Am I the only one that thinks it's slightly tapped how toxicity is so normalized in this generation? Like people take pride in having toxic traits, they treat them like it's some sort of flex. 
If toxicity was written on a bottle, you wouldn't drink it, would ya? Actually, actually, that's a shit analogy because people are out here drinking Magnums thinking it's nice. This is why I can't get my head around because toxic relationship, it says it on the label. It means two people who aren't right for each other. They're just in it for the thrill or because they can't let go of the emotional attachment to the other person. Sometimes this is who I feel the most people because sometimes a relationship can start off healthy as hell. People are comparing their relationship to this relationship. That's how fucking good it is. They're holding hands in public. They've met each other's parents. They're taking pictures and photo views together. That's how strong it is. But as they're growing older, they're starting to change. They're no longer the same person they were when they originally entered the relationship. Now they're no longer right for each other. They're arguing more often than they used to. They're having, they're finding more faults in one another. The relationship is slowly becoming toxic. Now you gotta look at a relationship as an investment of your time and you as a person. Compare that to money. You wouldn't keep investing your money into something which you know isn't gonna make your profit you're gonna go bankrupt eventually so why are you gonna continue investing yourself and time into a relationship which you know isn't good for you it was conor mcgregor who said every single night he used to come home from his training sessions he wanted to give up it was his missus who said to him you need to carry on going you see your boyfriend your girlfriend fam is meant to be your peace your break from the rest of the world when you feel like the outside is getting too much the other person uplifts and keeps pushing you forward all these mind games and arguing which comes with toxicity that people are so obsessed with it's just gonna make you feel like you're at war with the other person you're gonna feel drained you won't be able to focus on anything else in your life because you're always thinking about the argument you had the night before sometimes i feel like mans don't want to open up to the girl they don't want to burden them with their problems they want to appear to be the strong one in the relationship which is fine you can't force people to talk about their feelings the best thing a gal can do in those situations is let the man know that she's there in his corner if he ever needs it. Don't try and play all these mind games to try and trick him into opening up. That's just going to complicate things moving forward. Whole reason why I wanted to do this episode in the first place, because not going to lie, it is a bit fruity. But you look at all the other podcasts, it's mainly gal talking about relationships. You very rarely hear the man's side of the story. I don't think blue therapy did men or women justice either. Like, this is my personal opinion in it. The minute you start broadcasting your problems to the outside world, the relationship is already done. Even if you come back from that, the whole world now knows your business. You should never let the outside know about in-house problems. But that's just my opinion anyway. Maybe some people like the publicity. It's all fun and games until your missus tells the whole of Snapchat that you suffer from erectile dysfunction. But each their own, each their fucking own. Like, I'm not trying to bash women at all, because I know some mans can be dickheads to girl. They'll have a threesome with a girl's sister and best friend and expect the girl to forgive and forget. But that don't mean that all women are angels. I'm pretty sure every single girl listening to this has had one snaky, psychotic friend. So if they're acting like that in a friendship, imagine how they're going to act in a relationship with someone they supposedly love. In some situations, girls are worse than men. Have you seen some of these mind games they play just to get their own way? It's fucking tapped, borderline psychotic. Those alone can emotionally damage a good man. Like, bro, girls can be trash, they can cheat on their mans. Like, I, if anything, it's easier for a girl to cheat on her man than it is for the man to cheat on his girl, unless he's a different category of good-looking bastard. From what I've seen, when a man does wrong to a girl, her and her friends will cry out men are trash, it's called healing. But when a man gets done dirty by a girl, he's expected to affirm it and move forward. 
Maybe we as a society are to blame for that though, toxic masculinity, because when a man tries to talk out after a relationship, he's told he needs to stop being such a batty boy, stop being so salty and move on. It's because of that, you never really hear the man's side of the story, you never see what he's had to put up with, so people automatically side with the girl. Even when she's done wrong, people will try and side with the girl more over the man. Look at celebrities fam, a couple of weeks ago, no sorry, a couple of months ago, Sweetie got cheated on by Quavo, Quavo, the whole internet was trying to cancel him. The way people are feeling sorry for Sweetie, you'd think to yourself, oh did he masi the curry lag dia? But fair enough, alright, people are feeling sorry for her. Wind the clocks back to almost a year ago, Will Smith was going through a similar situation. Instead of feeling sorry for him, the guy was made into a meme. People are laughing at him, crying. Do you see where I'm coming from? Like, I know they're just celebrities, but I've always said how someone views a situation like that says a lot about them as a person. Like, if you're, I'm not trying to break any relationships up right now, but if your girlfriend is siding with Jada over that whole entanglement thing, you might need to let her go, bro. I'm joking by the way, don't really break up with your girlfriend over this episode, that would create a lot of issues for me. But yo, big man thing, all relationships are gonna have their ups and downs, a bad day doesn't mean it's a bad relationship, you shouldn't just give up on the first hurdle. I've always thought to myself, like do you realise how many situations could be resolved if people put their pride to one side and actually sat down, spoke about what's wrong, it's better to communicate and make compromises than fall into this trap of always playing mind games, blocking each other every 5 seconds, always trying to one up the other person. That's just going to create even more bad days for you because instead of learning from your previous behaviour, you're going to continue making the same mistakes over and over again. Eventually, those bad days are going to massively outweigh the good days. How is that a healthy relationship? It's creating more tension than it is relief. But yo, do you see how all of this fuddukam could have been avoided if you just had that one conversation? But like, when it comes to making compromises, you just can't put the burden at one person's door. Both people need to be willing to change. You can't just say, like the girl can't just say to the man, if you don't make these changes, I'm leaving. And vice versa, the man can't say that to the girl. Both people need to realise where they went wrong in that situation. Otherwise, you're right never going to be happy because it's always going to be one person is getting their way more than the other person. Eventually, you're just going to burn out. But yo, before I wrap this whole thing up fam, I'm just going to say this. This goes out to a lot of young people listening. Don't get so busy trying to find love in another person that you forget to love yourself. Being in love should feel like a reward, a bonus to your life and not a necessity. And at the same time, don't try and force being in a relationship just because all your mates are cuffed. That's not fair on you or the other person. You're not really following your heart. You're just copying what your mates are doing. But yo, that brings this whole episode to an end. Hopefully, I do want to do a part two. I might do. Who knows? But yo, go and follow my Instagram page, the 2020 Visions Podcast. Share this episode wherever you can. Your friends group chat, your work group chat, your family group chat. Share it with your gal, your man. I don't know. Share it wherever you can. Make sure to download it as well. But yeah, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes.